0: So yeah, I can be a pilot at the Air Force Academy. I can be anything. Army and Navy play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I tell you what, you can do it now. All areas like this is where you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air.
1: what's going on everybody it's your boys Kamish, and archie we're back for another episode of the fast knee below average podcast how you doing archie
0: i'm good what's going on
1: not a whole lot man uh right now really winding down the days until the cadet wing gets back and we're winding down the days until summer's over you can get out of the heat and of course football season comes back um the wing gets back this Saturday coming up what a feeling that always was
0: look at you man you're on top of that schedule Do you just have that pinned uh, in your office or what
1: uh, yeah well so that's been that was approved in December uh so I have every day marked markdown my entire life is basically still surrounded by the academic calendar so I think uh, sure
0: I think after we guessed like the wrong weekend for recognition and first beast and second beast we had to get one of them right so hopefully you're not uh, throwing people off
1: yeah, my, like, my wife will ask me what day it is, and I'll be like, oh, it's pasta night. <laughs> there will be like a random Tuesday, and it's like, oh, yeah, today's an M-day. So,
0: that's never right. never truly, you can never truly leave completely.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so not really a whole lot. It, again, it's still just kind of chugging along. Like, we're getting a lot of good football news, um, or I guess kind of in the dark of football news. Um this week especially the one thing i wanted to talk about so we left everybody kind of hanging when it came to uh, Mountain West Media Day last week we talked we heard the interviews from the cadets but i think coach Calhoun i don't know if his interview was up around when we were recording or if it was it didn't come out till the next day but basically the thing that's on everybody's mind at Mountain West Media Day was uh, whether or not they picked a new defensive coordinator and i think at this point coach Calhoun is just eating up uh, the interviews and it's just funny they probably he probably couldn't care less uh, if they picked a new one because it's one of those things where I mean how many changes can a guy really really make that's going to be that radical coming in uh, you know week one to the kind of defense that we allowed you know we're, we're limited in terms of the kind of guys that we have uh, compared to other teams. you know obviously we're a lot faster but we tend to be undersized too. Uh, I, I don't know I just thought his responses were really great.
0: Yeah, the best the best one was they're basically asking, you know, have you named a defensive coordinator? When are you gonna name a defensive coordinator? And he just sits back and he goes, well, you know what? We'll name one when we do. And it was yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, Troy, uh, yeah, that's that might be the most obvious statement ever. But at the same time, all those media guys are just like, what does that mean? You know, what does he know that we don't?
1: Yeah. Well, and then of course they they even went to him and they they asked, hey, if there are rumors out, would you like? substantiate those claims as to who it is. And I didn't even hear any of the names. So I don't know if they're coming from another school or I would assume that we're kind of hiring from within. It only makes sense because I, f- I feel like I mean, it would have been v- very easy if some high profile guy left another program and then started showing up looking for houses in Colorado Springs. Yeah,
0: Are we considered being hired from within?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I would say that we're kind of within, but at the same time um, because we're working remotely it's also kind of a move for us. So obviously, I think what we were gonna do was we were gonna do all of the calls from our couch, uh, but with like Wii controllers, like Nintendo Wii controllers.
0: Well, that's what we said we we're gonna do: Twitter votes for whatever whatever play it was, and we we're gonna let the let everyone else decide.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then well, and then the main defensive set was gonna be goal line stand every time and just blitz everybody. <laughs>
0: Or, or punt return on second down just to you never know if, if a guy gets loose you want somebody back there
1: yeah and then maybe of course what we're really trying to do is parlay our defensive coordinator position and do a little bit of offensive work and start getting some play calls in and so if you guys start seeing stuff it's like yeah it's uh it's first and 10 and seems like air force is running a punt oh no it's a fake toss like that's yeah that's us so that's what i'm saying i
0: I think teams should be questioning whether we're going to be kicking field goals in second down or not. Like That's how I've seen I want to get with our play calling this year.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I just think it would be – yeah, that would be amazing because if <laughs> it, it would be awesome if we got our, our field goal kicker. Just don't even bring in a guy who can kick field goals. Just bring in a quarterback. And so that way it's like, well, they're clearly going to be throwing the ball this time and just like trying to run and gun everything. It'd be –
0: Awesome. It's, called, it's called falcon formation, like the wildcat. It's the new wildcat.
1: <laughs> yeah, every single offensive play is run out of uh, a field goal. So. <laughs>
0: well, you essentially have two quarterbacks on the field if your placeholder is a quarterback as well. So maybe you yeah. put a lefty and a righty there and you don't know which way they're going to roll out.
1: <sighs> that sounds perfect by me. Um, yeah, so that was, I don't know, that was cool. I, I It's just, once again, it's just like these little nuggets of of football are starting to come back to us and and really speak to us. And so, um, I'm really excited for football season. I think we both are. Um, now one other thing that's kind of cool that's happening with a former, uh, with a former Falcon, not on the football field. He was a golfer, 2014 graduate, uh, Kyle Westmoreland is gonna be playing tomorrow. So this is gonna be Monday. What's tomorrow? The 30th. Yeah, it's the 30th. So he's going to be playing in the Monday qualifier for the Kansas City Classic, uh, which is a Web.com Tour event. Which, if you don't know what the, if you're not familiar with golf, uh, exactly how it works, or if you're not familiar with what the Web.com Tour is, it's basically one step below uh, the PGA Tour. There's guys who play on the tour, on the PGA Tour during the year, who move down to the Web.com, and vice versa. Uh, they play up and down. These guys are very, very good, um, and it's just a really really cool opportunity because um i mean if you know exactly what it takes to be a professional golfer kyle westmoreland is doing this from what we've heard uh in basically his leave time and in his spare time so to be able to maintain that kind of level uh and hopefully be able to compete in this week's event uh it'd be awesome to see so we're going to keep an eye on that and we'll let you guys know through uh whether it's instagram or twitter or whatever we can do if he can make it in the event uh i'm a huge golf nerd so <laughs> i know i'm getting in to kind of the weeds now but uh there's only one other guy from an academy who has ever been on tour he currently plays on tour uh, his name is Billy Hurley the 3rd and he's out of the naval academy so i think it'd be really cool to have kind of a showing from uh from the air force academy and Kyle is he's a bomber he, like he's i've never watched him play but just like looking at him and looking at some of his stats he's a tall dude um and i'm sure he can hit the ball a mile so that'll be really fun to watch this week uh and it's, isn't it always a big joke that the Air Force is like, all we care about is golf anyways? They're yeah, always exactly. like, oh, first thing they put up when they when they build an Air Force base is the golf course. <laughs>
0: <Like> <laughs> you're like you're a, issued your uniform and your bag of clubs.
1: Yeah. I will say one of the best classes at the academy was uh, was golf class. You absolutely show up and you get your A and you move on.
0: I mean, not only that, but you're... You're essentially, it's like you're you're getting class credit to just go to the driving range.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It was a nice break. So that's like such a sham class. Uh, Second semester as a senior, you take it in the mornings, and it's like you have first and second period off. Third and fourth, you go to the golf course, lunch, and then after lunch, take a nap.
0: Isn't it kind of funny that that you take, at least the way I interpret it, is you typically take the, I think what they call mm them, life- life sports or something like tennis yeah. golf the ones basically you can do when you're old and out of shape i think it's yeah. funny that they take those and they assign those when you're a senior because it's like they kind of gave up on you you know if you're, if you're not gonna be a stow or a crow at this point and eh, it doesn't really matter just learn to play golf or tennis and <laughs> it'll it'll serve you well
1: for the rest of your career yeah um i will say i don't know i've always heard like traditionally from some of the older guys especially when we were like cadets a lot of the older guys were really good, but I haven't—I don't know. I haven't heard that much about uh, a lot of the guys now getting out and playing golf that well. You're not a big golfer, but...
0: I go, I'm, I'm a pretty big golfer. I mean, once every two years I'll get out there, be <laughs> frust- frustrated by the third hole, and then just give up.
1: Yeah, I spent a lot of my time at uh, at the Eisenhower Golf Facility. Mm-hmm. Also, golf, this is kind of a life hack if you're in trouble. It's one of the places that you can go and basically nobody's going to mess with you. Uh, so that was always fun to see like kids who would get on either alcohol probation or like honor probation or something like that, something where they had to be in uh uniform at all times. And so they would just like never have picked up a golf club in their entire lives. And then all of a sudden just get really into golf and spend like every weekend down there. It's like, I think that's, oh,
0: a, that's how Tiger Woods, uh, got pretty good, right? He's put on probation yep. and he just went after it. <laughs> yeah. It's different dad put kind of on probation. alcohol probation
1: <laughs> when he was five and. And that was the story from that um,
0: Maybe it had to affect him a little bit later on as well, but <laughs> Yeah. He's back. He's uh, making a comeback.
1: Yeah. Tiger would have been on a uh, conduct pro or I don't know, whatever it is. Uh yeah, so those are the two big sports things. I don't really have um I looked into behind enemy lines and it's all just like kind of conjecture right now, especially from West Point. I it's bothersome, just all the articles are just like Coach Munkin has really turned around this Army program. What and, and that's the whole thing is like, what is the metric for turning around Army football? They were awful, and I guess maybe them having a winning season last year and and beating Navy, but how can you really say that that program has turned around? And I then mean, and then at the same time, those media outlets don't give us the time of day when we're beating the pants off of Army and Navy every other year.
0: Well, I mean Army's definitely like the one people are looking to now just because of the way it went last year. But in terms of their whatever it was, 10, 11, 12 years of never beating Navy and having terrible records, it's just a waiting game at that point. So I'm not saying Munkin's not a good coach, but eventually you're going to end up beating Navy. Eventually you're going to be over 500 for a year. And it's like, who just happens to be in the seat when that happens, you know?
1: Yeah, well, it's like the infinite monkey theorem. What's that? If you give a monkey a keyboard, eventually they're going to type Shakespeare. Yeah, it's the same thing. If you take a garbage program like West Point and you put a coach there, eventually he's going to, he's going to coach them to a nine and four record. It's <laughs> just like statistically speaking, that's what's going to happen. That's a fantastic comparison. Yeah, uh, and then other than that, like not a whole lot of news about Navy. I think that. Nia Matalolo is always a media darling, and then especially last year, like I said, the biggest thing that really just grinds my gears about the other service academies, football programs, is just how much they get hyped up in terms of, and it's like they have the ready-made excuses for them, Uh, and maybe it's because, like, it's East Coast media, so nestled right around, uh, you know, like, West Point football, you have all those other Northeastern teams, like, some of the teams uh, in, in, like, I don't know, you have, like, Penn State around there. Uh, Syracuse is kind of around there. Same thing with, like, Annapolis. You have, like, Maryland, uh, which isn't, like, a great program. But you have a lot of... And then I I think a lot of the fanship uh, from, like, the the more southern teams, like SEC, kind of creeps up up there. And a lot of players from the Northeast tend to go and play at these big-time schools, too. Uh, So it kind of gets lost in the media, and people just feel bad for them and kind of hype up those schools. Whereas I think that... Air Force is put on a little bit of a pedestal, so maybe there's, like, higher expectations out in the West, and I think that the media tends to be a little bit more brutal, Uh, especially because CU, which is, like, uh, you know, what is it, Pac-12 now, is a bad school. Like, they suck at football. So I don't know if it's that comparison, but I just don't like the way that Navy and Army get treated um, in comparison to us, and especially, like I said, just the the ready-made excuses as to – why they are why they are or aren't able to compete with teams like notre dame and that's like it <laughs> that's yeah. the big one i mean i think
0: i think that's valid i think it also has to do with the, the the state of colorado is very kind of binded together in terms of the media so i think you they all they kind of round in like broncos colorado state cu air force when it comes to football and obviously in terms of like you know you, i mean you could argue that we might be above cu in terms of fanfare and things like that but towards the bottom half of those main four teams. And because of that, it's like every media outlet, whether it's the Denver Post or the Colorado Springs Gazette, is going to be covering the Broncos and going to be covering Air Force athletics. And I think that's, like you said, it's a little bit different than what they have going on at West Point or Annapolis.
1: Yeah, and I'll say it as I've said it again. (laughs) Here's the thing. This is like my never-ending and kind of fruitless crusade is that I just really want to live in an age where Air Force has the ability to get into that game on, what is it, the second week of December, whenever nobody else is playing and it's always Army versus Navy. I think there is some kind of system that could be set up to where we could play into that, and it would be be more exciting, and I think it would be more relevant, Um, because you can, like, that's the whole thing, is, like, you have all the flyovers, and it's always, like, a dumb Navy jet, and, like, army blackhawks like we can provide way cooler stuff than that. so <laughs> yeah. i don't know that's just my take on that but america deserves the other better. thing yeah exactly um and once again it's good for recruiting and everybody talks about joint stuff like why is no one in the pentagon pushing for this but i don't know that's just me so one day if it ever happens just remember you heard it here first yeah. that there is a way that we could do that but the one thing that i did want to talk about uh navy Caught them slipping. Caught the Navy PR people slipping this weekend. Uh, uh, and I feel bad because I'm not going to be able to quote exactly who this was. But basically, the Naval Academy, the big time account, they have something like, <laughs> once again, I'm just going to uh, rattle this number up. I have something like 40,000, 70,000 followers on Instagram posted a picture of two midshipmen who I guess were on leave and they climbed Mount Elbert. Yeah. And I'm like so factually like drained on this climb Mount Albert, which is one of the easier uh, 14ers in Colorado, by no means, I mean <laughs> it's not easy to climb a 14er anyways, but it's one of the easier ones and they took a picture at the top and someone basically chirped them and said something like, yeah, this is one of the easier ones and it's something that basically uh, Air Force cadets just do for fun on weekends, it's not like this great feat that needs to be one of the cornerstone media pieces for an entire Instagram account, and they immediately responded back and said, is this why you follow us on Instagram? Uh, Basically just being a little bit butthurt. And we got this screenshot of it, and by the time I went to go look, uh, Navy had already deleted that comment. So it was clear that it was probably like a recent grad or like an intern or something like that who fired this off. And I don't know, someone on on a frigate out there had their binoculars out looking and was like, abort, delete, get rid of this. Uh, really, really funny stuff. And then I was like, we put up a post, and was like, it would be a real shame if people kept making fun of Navy. But uh, that was really funny to see. And it's one of those things where they can take the heat all day long, once again. Like, why are we not considering the same race? They can take the heat and say, they say, like, borderline awful stuff about uh, about West Point. And West Point does the exact same, but then this kid comes in, and uh, yeah. The crocodile tears started flowing, so that was, I don't know, I thought that was really yeah, funny to see. That was awesome,
0: and there were a few other comments in there after uh, we, we made it known to the masses of what was going on, so, and they got a lot of likes. So, uh, appreciate the support yeah. from everybody.
1: Yeah, so that was great stuff. Um, so like we said, no interview this week. Well, I don't know if we said that, but no interview this week. Um, things are just moving really, really quickly at the academy lots of moving parts there we're looking to do an interview for next week um so we're gonna this will be like kind of a relatively short podcast uh but i would be remiss if we didn't do at least one segment uh you want to do a soups list
0: yeah let's do a soups list
1: so as we said uh it's the cadets get back on saturday so our podcast will be on next week and that is the start of transition week as i do believe um And so I wanted to do a soups list of things you do during transition week, are you cool with that? Sure. Okay, Uh, I will go first. So my first thing uh, that I love about transition week is seeing people that you don't know, but you don't like. And this might be a little bit more geared towards the fact that we we switch squadrons after freshman year. And so what happens is after your sophomore year, you start to see the same people walking from the same places. So if you're in the tower, you see the same people as you're walking to class. And you might not even know them, but you see their faces. And just with the daily grind at Usafa, it gets tiring seeing some of them. There were people that I hated, and I had never spoken to a day in my life. Could have been the nicest folks in the world, but I hated. There was one kid, sophomore year, and what he did is I was standing in line in morning in the morning at breakfast and I was about to go get a hard boiled egg and this kid cuts in front of me and grabs the very last two hard boiled eggs. Actually, I take that back. There was like the four that were like already cracked and had the, (laughs) and had like the egg yolks hanging out of them and they were disgusting. But I never spoke to the kid, hated him from that day until graduation. It was senior year. And I remember seeing the kid walking by and I was like, what's his name? And I was like, never met him. (laughs) Oh, you want me to hear about? <laughs> no. Actually, I'm not gonna do that. But I will say, um, met him at when I got to my base, like after graduation, and nice kid. <laughs> not even kidding. That's awesome.
0: Dude, I think so, I think that has to go yeah, with kind so. of the, the whole theory where it's 4,000 people, which is big enough to never see somebody, but small enough to see somebody every day, just out of coincidence. Uh, it's like the whole theory where like mm-hmm. you graduate and you see somebody that you have never seen before, you know, but at the same time, there's guys yeah. like you're talking about that you happen to see everywhere. And I think it's just the theory where there's, there's like 4,000 people all living in relatively close confinement that you're naturally going to build up a stereotype and kind of a pre prejudice against certain people, basically based off the way they act, the way they look, whatever, uh, ideally that's not what you do because you know obviously you should get to know somebody before you make those judgments but it's just inevitable and like I've done the same thing where there's certain people you're just like for some reason that guy just bothers me you know he's I've never even talked to him he yeah. might even not it was I just exist. like and then you you come to find later he's like oh it's actually a really good guy
1: yeah well that was a funny thing too is like I never told the kid that like I think it would have been a funny story just to see his reaction like but I would come across as like an absolute psychopath like Are you serious? You're like telling me you don't like me for something that happened five years ago (laughs) or whatever the case was, Uh, so so that was pretty funny. Uh, You got one?
0: Uh, Yeah, so mine is when you finally get your room all set up. Ooh, that's a good one. So the rooms never change, right? They're always the same. Your roommates are going to change, or maybe if you're lucky senior year, you don't have a roommate, Yeah. but there's still nothing like that feeling of finally getting everything set up in your room. You got your monitor good to go and you can just lay down on your mattress pad over your mattress and just like watch Netflix or whatever you want to do. It's just, it it feels good.
1: Yeah. Um, That kind of goes with one that I was going to say, and it was going to be like, and you know, I'm just going to go roll straight into mine then. And then I'll just kind of make the comparison too. like, I was going to say, enjoying new privileges when you get back because there's always that little thing that's like okay this year like when your sophomore year is awesome because like even though you were living like it um even though you're living basically in the same situation after recognition uh you might have moved out of a three-person room into a two-person room or whatever the case is and it's just a great feeling knowing that okay i can be a little bit more like a regular person by senior year yeah, when you just have like all your established stuff, like you've already bought all the things that are your comforts and you have them set up. It got to the point where when I got to like my first house after uh, after the academy, I was still more comfortable. Like I kind of daydreamed about my room and going back because it was like I had everything set exactly how I wanted. My monitor was at the <laughs> exact angle to binge watch the office. Uh, I had my my padding on my bed exactly right. It was like 18 inches thick. You could barely feel the mattress and just (laughs) everything like that so yeah i'm with that one but even more privileges like when you finally get to move into a better parking spot uh moving on up like getting a tv uh basically not having to like when you go to formation the first sergeant when you're a firstie, is like younger than you so you can kind of tell him like shove him into a locker if they want to make funny or not make funny but try to get you in trouble for not showing up to something it's always a great feeling
0: not having to hide the refrigerator you've had since freshman year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> remember, uh, remember the kids who would get refrigerator waivers.
0: Oh yeah, that's a ridiculous concept. <laughs> that's
1: really funny. Cadet refrigerators are a funny thing, anyways, because I never saw a cadet refrigerator that was really useful. People would just put stuff they got from Mitches, and it was always, like, just milks. It's not like anybody was doing <laughs> meal prepping, really. And then occasionally you would have the kids who would do, like, cooking in their room once a week, so they'd have, like, bacon and eggs. But other than that, it was just, like, old crap. Like, my, I had a roommate. Like, you know how many fridges have that little thing that is supposed to be a freezer, but it's really just, like, a shelf that's right next to the cooling unit? Yeah, my roommate would always put ice cream in there, and it would, like, melt and then drip <laughs> into the next <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, it's some good times of that. And somehow they would always end up getting dirty. It's like, there's, you can keep three things in here. How is this fridge disgusting?
0: Well, refriger- refrigerators, like anything else in the cadet dorm room, just end up being storage. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you, like you, you, like, put some milk in there, and then it's like, you're like, well, I don't have any room in this refrigerator. It's like, because you've had stuff in there for a year, and you haven't used any of it. Yeah, so.
1: yeah um cool well i kind of combine that with mine what other do you remember what are some other like privileges you get i just remember that feeling like moving on up every year and it was like okay you know i have my car now like as a junior you can well i have my car sophomore year but you could have your car as junior and you can like run off and go do stuff after your dumb SAR briefing or whatever it was i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah i mean most of them are pretty minuscule (laughs) The the car is the big one. Obviously, like, a lot of it happens after recognition. So, like, by the time you're a sophomore, you've already done it for a few months. It's not, like, that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, just, like, showing up as a sophomore, though, with, like, the target off your back is a really great feeling, in my opinion. That's true. Uh, Okay, so you want to do yours?
0: That is true. Yeah, so my next one is nobody really knows what's going on with passes and, like, whether you're allowed to leave or not. Because, like, there's no real authority yet, you know? So you can kind of get away with just, like, leaving whenever you want. And probably no one would be any the wiser.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Which I don't even know what's... Passes are one of those things where everybody thinks that it's been this the same things since 1955 or whenever the first class was there. It changes, like, every single year. And so I want to know what yeah. the deal is this year because remember last year people were complaining to us they were like oh this new pass system is awful <laughs> we we're like no that's the pass system that we had when we were there uh, yeah. so that was funny <laughs> um, yeah I think it kind of goes just like from extreme to extreme and it like works its way each way every few years so I don't know this
0: I, this might be a hot 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 take of the of the podcast but maybe we need to bring back stricter pass systems where. Like, like it used to be, where the basically you get off base if the football team wins. Just to give them a little extra kick.
1: That is, that was the, I will say, like, as much as being able to just leave whenever you want is great. Quite a feeling when the football team wins. When we, like, crush New Mexico on a down year, when they're on a down year. And we get told, yeah, you guys get to leave for the rest of the weekend. And even though it's only, like, actually 12 hours basically
0: and it's like yeah, <laughs> it's like 10 p.m on a saturday yeah
1: even though that's all you really get quite the feeling when everybody's just sprints out of the stadium and you got to have the people like at the gates like i can't even think of something like it was like a scene out of 300 where you have all the cadet security just holding people back like you gotta go back <laughs> wait for the third verse and there's a kid like <laughs> singing like here's a toast as he's sprinting out of the stadium Like, trying to skill offenses. (laughs) (laughs) It's always looks like a scene out of Game of Thrones, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was bananas. Yeah. So, my last one is uh, Squadron Barbecues. Those are classic. Those are always, like... They throw it, and every squad wants to be, like, the cool squad. Like, yeah, we're having a Squadron Barbecue. Yeah, get everybody back together. Get to know each other. And, like, especially if there's a new AOC, you do the butt sniffing, and everybody's... (laughs) It's like an interview. Everybody's putting on the false face of, like exactly who they are and that's positive or negative like some people be like come out and they're like oh i'm the training officer i'm gonna be the harder this year and then week one comes and it's just it's like who is that guy so those were always really fun yeah and they're always mandatory and you never want to go
0: well the cool squadrons were always the ones i guess we just say the ones that were like yeah we're the cool squadron those guys were always the ones who were like blasting music um mm-hmm. Had guys like slacklining in the school in the quad. Yeah, like this is like this isn't normal college, so please don't make it try and make it like normal college.
1: Yeah, it's like
0: I I think I kind of had an issue with that, where it's like, yo, we don't go to normal college, so I don't need you longboarding down the hall to your slackline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just accept the fact that we don't go to normal college.
1: Yeah, because it's like it's it's like I if I buy this longboard maybe I'll have fun <laughs> and they like ride that and their razor scooters <laughs> around the hallway it's like you're not having fun you're just <laughs> pretending and not only that but you're you're on edge the whole time because you're scared that an AMT is going to steal it from you
0: and you're literally every time you're using that longboard you're just transporting a massive green bag of laundry six flights down the stairs and then right back up again
1: yeah or using it as like to move your entire room because you lost your dolly sophomore year
0: <laughs> it's like take somebody's dolly every year did you really like that's kind of like how we talked about learning stuff in senior year. You just take somebody else's sheets since you gave yours to the senior when you were a freshman. It's like the same thing with a dolly. Like if you're not scratching out somebody's last four (laughs) with a permanent marker. So they know you didn't, you didn't just nab this one from the hall Then you're probably doing something wrong.
1: Yeah. I have, I still have them. Actually, it's one of the things that's really useful. Like everybody still, if you're, okay that initial listeners you're still gonna have your cadet trunk mine is such i wish i would have taken better care of my trunk because it is a piece of crap now like the sides are ripped off i still have oh, my yeah. thing written on the top that says my handles, lock broken. one of my handles is ripped off <laughs> both off. yeah both of mine are ripped off the lock's broken it says mine says uh lock broken do not sammy on it still and it's uh it's my coffee table. so oh,
0: yeah. man, dude i forgot about that that was a that was kind
1: of a sammy hack it's yeah. like thinking, <laughs> just as long as you write, you can't Sammy this on it. They can't Sammy it.
0: I remember there was so.
1: one. Do you remember
0: there was one year where, when we were there, basically you could, essentially write up whatever you wanted on the form that was inside the, the valet mirror, and like they couldn't Sammy it. So then the question had to be asked, like if you went through the time to document every single thing wrong with your room, could you just leave it a mess and like they couldn't do anything about it? Yeah,
1: I mean I think it makes sense. You could just be so like, I... uh,
0: clothes are all over floor. Could not clean up. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the uh, the form eighteen of the Sammy world. Yes. So, absolutely, valley forms were critical. Uh, do you have one more? Did you? Yeah, I do. It's not.
0: It's okay. it's just obviously kind of obvious, but it's also just like your last chance to breathe before school starts. So, you know, just take the few days appreciate what you got because you got a long, a long year in front of you. It's really the best way to look
1: at it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just accept the fact that you're going to be overwhelmed. Cause one of the dumbest things that they do is they don't let you know your class schedule until like three days before. And then you have to go get your books. I feel like there's probably a reason for that. It's probably cause they don't have, they don't know who the instructors are and they don't know the exact sections and they got to talk to each department and stuff like that. But you got to get it together, man. Cause I remember that showing up uh, i spent my entire like last paycheck going to denver i was like oh yeah we got paid like 800 bucks this month that's great and then you go blow it in like one weekend yeah then you get back and they're like joke's on you you got to spend 900 on books yeah. and then <laughs> you don't have books until Prague. and then your instructors are asking you why you're on Pro. and it's just it's a cycle
0: oh yeah it doesn't it seems <laughs> like it's never gonna end but eventually it does kind of
1: yeah. All right, so short episode this week. Uh, just wanted to put something out there for you guys, a little easy listening as you head back to USAFA, the camp. Um, or not. You want to do a little minutes? Yeah, or don't. Uh,
0: you want to do some minutes? Yeah, go to dot com for all the apparel you could ever want. Football season's right around the corner, so get it while it's hot.
1: Yep, every single year the biggest thing that people do is they're like, hey – headed to this game like would be really cool if you could get me a shirt in like two days and people don't realize that these shirts each one has to be made with love so uh <laughs> they don't they can't go out until like for, it takes yeah. basically a week and a half minimum so john uh, yeah.
0: seamstress can only work so fa- so fast so
1: yeah exactly um so yeah please go ahead and order that and that's all we really got and we'll talk to you guys next week all right see you. so
0: yeah i can be a pilot At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now, all areas of life, that's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. to share